What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to What Makes This Town Go Round. My name's Elise Cicino. And I'm Bethany Davis. And we are talking about this city called Augusta, Georgia. The city we love and live in. The little quirks about it, the food, the drinks, the entertainment, the music. The people. What really does make this town go round? Man, this is a great song. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of What Makes This Town Go Round. My name is Elisa Cicino. And today I have eaten at Southbound about three times in the past week. And their wings are fabulous. I've had their brunch and their beers are cold. So if you get a chance, uh, go up to Southbound and go sit on the porch if it's not raining. And the weather has been perfect for it. It's a nice family-friendly atmosphere with cornhole in the front and live music in the back. So uh, take a chance and go down to Southbound on Central Avenue. They are sure to give you some really good barbecue. So next up, we have Monica Acosta. She is a local business owner here in Augusta of a yoga studio. It's called Space. Hey, how are you today? Hey, what's up? I'm fine. It's nice to see you. Thanks, you too. Yeah, so um, you own a yoga studio here in Augusta, Mm -hmm. and you didn't start as a donation base. It is now. Correct. But tell me about how it started. Um, Well, it started as just a traditional studio, just, you know, people paying like they usually do at any yoga studio. Um, But we did have a community class every Saturday where people were able to pay whatever they wanted to. Um, And we donate. We still have that class. We donate. So it's more fundraising than I guess it is donation-based. And it just got to be really popular. It started to fill up really quickly. Um, And so really kind of grew out of me needing to shift some people from the Saturday morning class into other classes. And um, I just kind of figured out, or I guess I tested it out to see if the reason they were going on Saturdays is because they could pay whatever they wanted and open up about half of the classes on the schedule to um, as donation based classes and had a huge reception to it. So, yeah, then I just decided to jump in with both feet. <laughs> so. It- Starting off, it was you and you had business partners, correct? Correct. Um, And y'all all went in together. Did y'all all decide that this was a good decision to go towards? Um, Well, we decided collectively to have the community class, um, but it was after the departure of the business partners that I kind of moved towards the full donation base, so... So now as a full donation-based studio, and you being a woman owning a business, I'm sure there was um, all sorts of difficulties coming Mm -hmm. through that, yes? Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. Um, Would you say that it was a little more difficult for you um, getting going, or was it just like everybody else? You mean getting the donation part going, or just in general? Um, Well, I think the the switch to the donation base happened like moving into the second year of business. And I think in general, as a business owner, you know, the first year is pretty simple. There's excitement. You're new. It's interesting. And people are trying it out. And the second year is really a total different. It's just a completely new situation. You know, you're working more with um, retention and building on what you've already kind of started. So, um, 
as I was having business partners that were leaving, I kind of took advantage of that since that was already a um, transition, I guess, for the people that were going to space. I kind of said, well, we're already in transition, so this may be the right time to just go ahead and put it all together. So it kind of happened all at once in the span of a few months. Um, so, I mean, it's been definitely different in the second year, but I wouldn't say that's because of the difference in business model. I think it's just the nature of business. So would you say that it is a nonprofit or is it just a donation based? It's not, it is a for-profit business. So it's not nonprofit. Um, I kind of toyed with the idea. There are many donation based studios in the country that are nonprofit studios. And I did kind of toy with that idea a little bit, but, um, we are for profit at the moment. Would you say that we are one of you are one of the uh, <laughs> you can say we <laughs> you're part of it. Would you say that as a donation based in the area, where's the closest one from here? Oh, um, the closest donation based studio. Yeah, is it Athens? Um, there is one in Athens. Yeah. Um, that's called Rubber Soul, and the owner there is fabulous. Um, Do y'all ever work together? I mean, other than Athens, no. Um, And you work with them? Well, we haven't worked together. I did um, speak with him for quite a bit of time when I was considering the transition because it's, it's a different type of business model, so you can't really... You know, as a business owner, I think it's always beneficial to reach out to people who have experience and especially me because I don't I don't have any business experience. This was the first time that I've been doing anything in business. So um, it's it's the different it functions a different way, you know, having it donation based. So I did reach out to him and we spoke for a while before I made the transition. Um, And then he and his wife actually came to space shortly after I had decided that we were moving to donation based. Um, so they kind of came for a visit. So we haven't, you know, worked together, but working together. Yeah. 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 And what do you think that the, how does the studio integrate itself into the community? Um, well, we have a really good selection of outreach programs. So the first, I guess the first way would be the community classes because those are fundraising classes. Um, It's so fundraising classes. Uh, Yeah, those are fundraising classes. So um, usually when I am deciding, like we choose a different charity every month to raise money for. Um, And usually I will speak with, well, at this point, I've kind of um, developed relationships with some of the charities that we work with. So um, and surprisingly, when it kind of as news is getting around that that's what we were doing. I was being contacted by organizations saying, oh, we heard that you do this, you know, community yoga. Would you be willing to take us on as a charity? And um, so I have kind of developed relationships with some of them, which has been pretty awesome. So that's probably the first way. Um, And then in addition to that, we have done some kind of outdoor yoga things um, in conjunction with some of the other studios around town. And um, which ones are those? Um, when we did the yoga in the park, that was with the yoga center in North Augusta and dancing dogs in Columbia County, which, well, I think she's kind of like border Columbia County anyway. Uh, Yeah. You know where she is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird like county line there. But anyways, um, she's now moving to 
oh yeah, yoga, that's her new name. So that's what she'll be called after the new year. So it was the three of us working together for that, which was pretty cool. And then we also do, um, we have some volunteer, I've volunteered um, at the Hope House offering yoga there. Um, And we also have some contracts with other um, recovery centers in town. That's great. And provide yoga instructors for them. So that's a lot of stuff that you have going on here in the community. Yeah. (laughs) Would you say that um, as a community and yoga in the community, all the studios kind of come together in that sense? Um, Well, I think we all have different focus um, independently. so I don't really know the level of involvement that the other studios have in the community. Um, but I would say that they're with, you know, Annalisa, who's the owner of Oh Yeah, Dancing Dogs Oh Yeah Yoga is now the name. Um, I've had, she and I have had conversations a lot. Um, and also uh, Cindy O'Brien in the Yoga Center. So we have, you know, had kind of gone back and forth trying to collaborate. It's, it's often difficult Um, because when you're dealing with so many different schedules and so many different places and, um, you know, finding common ground is sometimes like, oh, this is really difficult. So I can understand that. (laughs) And so this, like you said, going back, this is your first time working with business. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you met some difficulties along the Mm -hmm. way, opening it up. Um, so space has been open two years. Uh, yeah, it'll be, well, almost. It'll be two years in March. And tell me a little bit more about space, uh, the classes that they have, certifications, mm-hmm. things that they can find out more about you. Um, so we have a lot of different types of classes. We have classes for beginners, um, which are really popular. Um, we have classes. We have power classes. We have aerial classes, which are pretty cool. Um, Hold on. Aerial classes. What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, so it's yoga done in a, like a swing, like a hammock almost, kind of like an Eno. Um, and it's really accessible. Uh, have that, Those are pretty popular classes. We have eight swings, um, so they fill up pretty quick. But um, so we do aerial classes, power classes. We have um, just recently started a restorative class that is backed by live music, which is really neat. Um, it's just an acoustic guitar um, and restorative yoga, which is, you know, something goes different. one in one. Yeah, and it kind of goes really well together. So um, that's kind of as far as the classes. And then we have the community class on Saturday. Um, we also offer a teacher training program. We have lots of – we have had recently lots of different workshops, um, smaller trainings. We had a yoga for 12 step recovery training in November. That was pretty phenomenal. Um, and the teacher training program, which at the moment is only a 200 hour program, uh, is in therapeutic yoga. Um, so we deal with, um, learning to teach yoga to people who are dealing with chronic pain, trauma, um, PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, things like that. So that's a lot. So yeah. all these certifications are going on. You own the studio. What about you? Do you, are you certified? Do you teach? Yeah, I teach. Um, currently I teach two regular classes a week. Um, I have already received a, um, certification 200 hours in power yoga and I'm, will be soon receiving, uh, a 230 hour 
certification. So it's my second one in therapeutic yoga. Um, also a certified leader of 12 step recovery yoga for 12 step recovery. Um, that was at the training that we did with Nikki Myers, who is the woman who founded that um, organization and that training. It's really an amazing program. Um, and I also am certified to teach aerial yoga and other things. <laughs> Would you say that being certified and teaching at the same studio where you're certified at, does that make your practices stronger? Do you feel like it uh, helps you run your business better? Does that? Um, well, I definitely think having... So within the in the teacher training that we're running now, the teachers in that training will be certified in January, so this coming upcoming month. So I definitely think it creates kind of a cohesion to have teachers who train in the studio. Uh, several of the teachers in the program uh, were previously students at the studio. So they've had their practice there as students. Now they're training there, and then they'll be teaching there as well. So it does kind of create a cohesion as far as – um, like I know exactly what the training is that they've had and there's a relationship between me and them and between them and the other students. And, um, it just creates, I guess, like a deeper sense of community between everyone because we all kind of know where we're coming from. So, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Did you have any role models as you were coming into this business owning and yoga all in one? Hmm. Um, or were you just like, I'm going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I kind of went in blindly. You know, honestly, I when I was becoming certified to teach yoga, I thought, well, if I'm going to teach yoga, I might as well teach in my own space, really. Um, and at that time in my life, I was able to do it. So it just kind of happened. Um, I don't think in retrospect, I really knew what I was getting into. Word of warning, you know, to anyone interested. Um, so it's been a huge learning process for me. So I've pause right there. <laughs> pause right there. What advice would you give to new coming business owners coming up into the area? Um, well, I guess, you know, the yoga business is really particular. So it's hard to speak to anyone going into business. But I think in a general sense, if I could do it differently, I would have reached out. So as the transition was happening, I did reach out to people in similar situations. And I found that hugely helpful. So that would probably be my biggest word of advice is before jumping in with both feet, you know, reach out to someone who's in a similar market and a similar business as you are um, and kind of gauge what they're feeling because the yoga business is so um, different than anything else that I've really seen. I mean, I've never been anything else, but it just has a different feel to it. Um, it's a lot about relationship. It's a lot about something that's kind of intangible. You know, you're, you're building something, but you're not selling something, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? so definitely. It's kind of, um, it's a delicate balance. So I would say reach out, find someone who's doing what you want to do and you know, hear their experience, ask them questions that might make them uncomfortable, you know, just really get a good sense of what it is that you're moving into. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. Um, so your practice, you are a teacher, you're a studio owner. What is your practice like? 
Um, some days my practice is waking up <laughs> and <Amen. laughs> putting one foot in front of the other uh, and just doing what I have to do. Um, I try to have a home practice um, pretty much every day I wake up. That changes, I guess, on a day-to-day basis. Some days um, I get up and I do a really vigorous practice. Some days I get up and lay on my mat thinking I should have slept for an extra hour. You know, it just depends. Um, but I think that's the beauty of the home practice is that it's yours and you get to do what is right for you at that time. You know, I um, was talking to a friend today and um, we were talking about like, oh, if we could just go anywhere, do anything, like would we would we do that? Would we just like flee the country, you know? Um, <laughs> and and. Like, honestly, it gets to a point where you feel like sometimes because in addition to the studio, I also teach full time as a K through eight school teacher and I have a son. So I sometimes feel like all of my time belongs to everyone else, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's really important for me to have like time for me. Um, And that's really the beauty of the home practice. It's like, you know, I can just be there and be by myself and experience things that don't belong to anyone else you know that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah (laughs) it is yeah so if somebody wanted to come to a class where would they find space located at um so we're located on montesano avenue which is um near central avenue pretty much right in the heart of i guess the richmond county columbia county thing or whatever it's (laughs) kind of right in the middle um we're right across the street from St. Mary's Catholic Church. That's a good landmark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty big church. Um, yeah. Well, great. And are y'all open Monday through Sunday? We're open. So most classes run Monday through Friday. I like to leave the weekends relatively open so we have the opportunity to run trainings or workshops or anything like that. So um, other than the Monday through Friday classes, we have one um, evening class on Sundays. And then on Saturdays, we have the community class. So that's at 10 a.m. every Saturday. And that's great. And the Saturday classes, is it the same teacher every week? How do you how do you decide uh, what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. So the Saturday class is, a, it's the fundraising class that we've had on the schedule since we opened. Um, and it's the teachers teaching it are working on a volunteer basis so that everything that we raise can be given to a charitable organization. And I I mean, right now we have um, nine teachers total. So I kind of just leave it open and see who wants to take it. We do rotate it. Um, and I like to do that because I like the variety. Since it is a fundraising practice, a lot of people use it as like their intro class you know to the studio um and so it's good if they start coming to that they can kind of get a feel for all the different teachers and you know everybody teaches with their own style and and so it's a good way to get to know everyone that's part of space so somebody was new to yoga you would recommend that class yeah i think that's a good class it's an all levels class you know so it's you can go in there never having done yoga before and there will probably be someone else in there that's never done yoga um, or you can be a really seasoned practitioner and still get in, you know, what you need to get in. So I'm sure you hear questions all the time, like, I've never done yoga before. Uh-huh. And <laughs> how do I know if I'm ready or what do I wear? Or uh-huh. um, lots of times 
uh, people come with uneasy questions. They're unsu- uh-huh. uh, you know, unsure of it. Any advice for someone looking to try a new hobby or um, get into a new practice? I guess my advice would be just to roll out your mat. If, what if, if they don't have a mat? Then roll out a rug. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a mat. No, I'm um, I mean, really. Show if, up. <laughs> show up. Just show up. You know, if it's not in a studio, if the studio doesn't feel right to you, if you're not vibing with what's going on in there, that's okay. I mean, there's other wonderful studios in, in Augusta. There are loads and loads of fantastic teachers. Um, and everybody kind of learns in a different way. Um, you know, so sometimes I'll see people come into the studio and they'll show up for one class and then months will go by before I see them again, you know, because maybe they weren't ready at that time to enter a a studio class. Um, and some people just don't prefer a studio class. So, I mean, I just think it's, I think that would be my advice. Just show up, make a commitment, you know, give it 45 days, pick what you're going to do, whatever it is, you know, if it's in the studio, if it's at your house, um, if it's five minutes of downward facing dog three times a day, like that's it. Just commit to it because the practice of yoga has a way of taking over your life in a good sense. Uh, It becomes everything that you do. It becomes a part of who you are. And if that starts with five minutes a day of downward facing dog, then so be it. You know, it has to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. It does have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, so I really enjoyed you coming in. We were able to talk about the donation based. We were able to talk about your transition uh, from a traditional base to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the different options of classes you have at your studio, really great. Um, the aerial, I'd love to know more about that. I mm-hmm. um, have to look into that. But um, thank you so much, Monica, for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very <laughs> welcome. It's uh, been great. Not only is space a wonderful studio and a very welcoming yoga community there are so many other great studios in the area so if you're interested give it all a check out thank you again monica you're welcome thanks for having me coming up with music for your tunes i got sean piazza he just played at soul bar monday night so if you missed it i'm sorry you'll be able to check him again here shortly but this is this town and you can find him at reverbnation.com slash sean piazza
to What Makes This Town Go Round. Tune in next week for episode five.